0: That's when I switched from a reactive mindset of just paying off debt and just not like just avoiding debt, just not getting in debt Mm -hmm. and doing nothing proactive. And I switched to that proactive mindset where I was like, okay, like now, now we got to invest. Now we got to figure out how to do this. And then, then it switched to an even more proactive mindset of like, well, multiple streams of income. So it just kind of took that natural trajectory. Mm -hmm.
1: Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Join me for some honest, unscripted discussions with other CRNAs who are transforming their financial lives. This episode is brought to you by On-Call Capital. On-Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On-Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another Provider Spotlight episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. Our guest today has gone from a negative net worth due to student loan debt to breaking into the seven-figure net worth club in just six years. Lacey Lynch is a CRNA living on a hobby farm in Minnesota with her husband and three small children, along with two dogs and a flock of backyard chickens. My wife would be very jealous of that last part. Uh... Lacey co-hosts the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast with two other awesome CRNA moms. Lacey loves helping the CRNA community in a variety of ways, supporting CRNA moms on Facebook, leading the fundraising efforts for an SRNA mom scholarship where they have raised over $11,000 on social media, and helping CRNA med spa owners market and grow their own businesses. So Lacey, thank you for joining the show today.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here.
1: Uh, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, We've had some great discussion already before we got started, so um, I'm excited to kind of get into a little bit more here. So let's talk about your financial journey a a bit. We mentioned your student loans. How much did you actually accumulate over your schooling, and then how did you decide to tackle that?
0: So you know, I feel like I, I didn't really know what I was doing (laughs) at the time when it comes to tackling it. So I, I wish I have like a better story for you, but I I don't really. So I had like $30,000 from my nursing degree, um, from my undergraduate RN degree. And that I was able to pay off in the five years that I was working as an RN. And so I, I had that paid off. And then, when I did anesthesia school, I, um, was fortunate enough to, um, have some in savings. And then only, I only took out $50,000 in student loans. And so, um, that was really good. I mean, like now I feel like some people have like 100, 150. And so um, like this number is very underwhelming, I feel like, but it's, it's not insignificant. And um, so what we ended up doing is when I graduated anesthesia school, we just put every like spare dollar that we had. So we kind of did a Dave Ramsey, like um, we did more of like a debt, uh, snowball, but we did kind of like a debt avalanche where I just lined up the ones that had the highest interest rates. And I paid those off first Mm -hmm. because those were costing me the most money. And so I just kind of did the like debt, but I didn't know about Dave Ramsey at the time. We just took like any extra money that we had. So when we got our, um, Reimbursements in from like our medical reimbursement or like daycare. Reimb- you know, like when you get reimbursed with that money, there's like a chunk of money that comes in. And I just took that and put it towards a student loan. Anytime we had like extra money, our tax, if we got to tax refunds, that just went towards a student loan. So I just took all of that extra money. And then in less than two years, we had that paid off.
1: Okay. So did you and- forego uh, investing in your retirement at that time or did you? Still no. invest in retirement too?
0: No. So I, um, I'm a firm believer in so I did not even know about Dave Ramsey until after I'd paid off all of these loans. <laughs> so I was not aware of his rule that you shouldn't invest in retirement while you're paying off debt. So I um
1: I don't agree with that, by the way. That's I, I don't agree with that I'd... either.
0: <laughs> no, we're we're on the same page there. So what I did is um I set up our retirement to max out because I understand compound interest. And that, you know, we had a plan to pay off these student loans. We were making good, you know, we were really digging in with the shovel there and getting, get rid of those loans. And so we, we just maxed out our retirement accounts from that, you know, from the moment I started work, actually. Because I didn't ever want to get into a situation where I was used to having money coming in and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I had it set up so that, like, from the very first paycheck, it was taking out the amount that it would take to max. And by doing that, I never missed the money. And going from no income to a CRNA salary, it made it easy for me to just feel like I was still making a lot and not seeing what I wasn't getting in my paycheck.
1: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's it's something where I think a lot of people will miss out early on uh, if they don't invest in their retirements, and you know, it, it's something you. Uh, I'm a firm believer that you should at least put in enough to get the the matching. You know, that's yeah. free money. Yeah, it's part of
0: your salary. So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, now, when did you begin to think that that maybe just you know this traditional anesthesia career it wasn't necessarily enough that you needed something else? going on, uh, outside of this work career?
0: So that kind of comes as a part of the journey, I think. And so once we got our student loans paid off and, um, once we got that, that student loan debt taken care of, it was, I kind of had a, a moment of like, like everything until that, like we're debt averse. So everything until that point was to not take on debt and to get rid of the debt that we had. And so like that was the whole focus. And then once we got rid of that debt, it was like well what what do we do now? So like we paid off student loans and then we paid off our cars and now we've refinanced our house to a 2.5% interest rate, which I hate having a mortgage, but I also recognize that 2.5% is is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> At 15 years is like well like it'll you know there's other ways we can we can use our money now, but mm-hmm. um But it was like just that realization of like, okay, now I was so focused on getting rid of this debt and like kind of in a reactionary way that I kind of started to switch my mentality to a like proactive way. Like, well, well, what do we do now? So like what happened was we just had money piling up in a savings account that was earning absolutely nothing. And it was like, well, what, what are we supposed to do with it now? Like the stock market's kind of scary. Like how, how does this work? Like what, what, is next and so part of that journey um was me finding the book the simple path to wealth and that is i would say hands down the book that has changed my life the most Mm -hmm. because it's laid out a very clear plan as to how to simply invest in the stock markets and it's it's basically the whole gist of it and i recommend everybody who's listening to this podcast read this book if you haven't already but it's how to invest in index funds that are low cost and essentially diversified across the entire stock market so that you're not trying to pick stocks because that was the, the stressful part right like how do you pick a mutual fund how do you pick a stock and then and then i kept like talking to these you know stock brokers or like wealth management people and I was like we've got we got this money like what what do you do like how does this work and they never really gave me a good answer and it was kind of like well you just give us your money and then it grows and i was like well but like i wasn't happy with that answer so mm-hmm. i just ended up finding that book and really kind of diving down into like that like new aspect of the finance world and so then I was able to just put like my entire retirement fund. I put everything in the low-cost index funds that are available mm-hmm. to you. And we actually have a spreadsheet where my husband and I are, I would call us nerds. Um, we have like like biannual like a meeting where we update our like investment spreadsheets and we mm-hmm. can see exactly how much each investment is costing us. And, and so then we know that it's like oh this is you know we've gained this much and mm-hmm. it's only cost us this much instead of like a wealth you know management person who takes 1 2% you yeah. know and and takes takes like takes the skim off the top
1: yeah so and tries like to sell you life insurance at the same time
0: oh oh yeah yeah cuz they got <laughs> they got you all taken care of that's right um one stop shop there <laughs> so so we um you know and then like i found physician on fire is another great website mm-hmm. and resource i found the white coat investor like those those are like the three things that i kind of found all at the same time and that's when i switched from a reactive mindset of just paying off debt and just not like just avoiding debt just not getting in debt mm-hmm. and doing nothing pr- proactive and i switched to that proactive mindset where i was like Okay, like now now we got to invest. Now we got to figure out how to do this. And then then it switched to an even more proactive mindset of like, well, multiple streams of income. So it just kind of took that natural trajectory mm-hmm. of reactionary to proactive to like even more I don't even know what the next step is, even more proactive of like, okay, now like we have my income, but what happens if something happens to me? Like, how does my family live? So then it becomes like, what happens if something happens to my income? What happens if something happens to my husband's income? Like, so now now the the focus is like multiple streams of income. And that's, you know, it was just a long journey to get there, but it's, I think, an important one. And I think one many people actually do kind of walk through in that same kind of way.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. You You can't, it's hard to think about all of the possibilities out there when you're going through school and you're trying to get your career Mm -hmm. started. And then you have to kind of, there's a recovery period after you get done and you're starting off your career where you're just trying to kind of get back to, to the middle, you know, and, and back to even. And after that, you know, you start to build a little wealth and, and things are going great. And then, yeah, it's, it's not uncommon for people to, you know, start thinking about other things once they get to a certain point in their careers.
0: Yeah. So. And now- so we we were able to take it from like that negative student loan debt in, when I graduated anesthesia school in 2014 and then in 2020 we were able to through you know I mean so what we have is we've saved obviously and we've let that compound and the stock market's been very kind to us <laughs> in the been. last yeah. you know six year period where we've been doing this so that helps and then um and it's a net worth not a like you know gross amount and so but we have you know in 2020 then cracked the the seven figure net worth amount um which is amazing to be able to do in in the middle of what just happened in the last mm-hmm. year. Um and then my husband you know, is a farmer. And so he works as a forest ecologist and then he farms. So there's two income streams right there. And then, um, I have the CR I'm a CRNA and then I'm actually working on some other, um, business stuff right now too. So, you know, it's, I feel like I don't know. It it feels very underwhelming when I like look because like I feel like all these people have like, oh, I went from like, you know, a million dollars in debt to having a million dollars in 15 months. And like there's all of these like very awesome success stories. And, and people are like, oh, you know, I I went from, you know, being in bankruptcy to having like two, you know, two million dollars in, in a year. And and this is basically just like we saved money. We spent less than we earned and we paid off our debt upfront. Like that there's really nothing exciting about it. Like there's no like oh one like crucial key. It was like we 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 spent less money than we earned, and we saved the rest and we put it in low cost index funds and we you know let the interest compound and we every like so every extra bit that we have, you know, we don't view as money to spend. We view it as money to save.
1: Well, I mean, th- there's a lot to be said for simplicity and a lack of excitement. You know, <laughs> if, if you want excitement, go to the casino. You know, like you'll yeah. get plenty of excitement there, and you'll probably lose your shirt. But yep. you'll you'll be excited about it one way or another. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, but uh, but I do want to get into some of these other businesses that you're talking about, some of these other income streams. So you talked about your internet marketing background and, and how, you know, you're using that to help med spa owners. What led you into that? And, and, you know, walk me through some of that.
0: So, um, you know, kind of about the same time that I was getting into you know, the white coat investor and physician on fire and seeing, you know, like making that transition from just saving money to, you know, actively being proactive about multiple income streams. I started to see the benefit in a second, um, second income stream. And so I actually took a course in how to market for small brick and mortar businesses so it was social media internet marketing for small brick and mortar businesses and um that was in 2018 and it you know i i worked for um I had a couple a couple business clients and then i actually Julie found uh, we were fans of this uh, Grammy winning children's group and so I contacted them and I was they're actually from Minnesota which is cool and oh. so I contacted them and and I actually did a couple album releases for them over uh, a couple of years and um, you know I was able to transition that you know skill set into something specific for cRNAs with you know the increase in CRNAs opening their own small brick and mortar med spas. And so, you know, I just have some friends who started opening med spas. I started asking questions and saying like, what are you doing for marketing? Like I just, you know, from my marketing background, wondering like, how is this working? Like, what, what are they doing? Like, just curious, not looking for anything in particular. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, do you know marketing? Can you help me? Like, how do you? And then they brought me people and then they brought people with questions. Then I had some answers for those people. And then those people brought me more people. And then I was like, well, let's, you know, let's look into this. And so I've created a Facebook group. Um, Anybody can actually get there uh, through a, um, if you type in med spa CEO, it'll take you to my Facebook group. And so then anybody's welcome who has a med spa and looking for marketing advice is welcome to join. And uh, we just talk about different ways to market your med spas and how to like reach different levels of clients you know your your cold audience who doesn't know they need you yet, versus your warm audience who's trying to find you on Google, versus you know the people that that know you and are trying to refer people to you, and and how to like interact with all those different people at their at their different stage. So it's actually really cool. Um, it's really I think the most fun part for me is seeing people's excitement when strategies are working. And so like, oh, you know, I figured out how to automate my Google reviews. And now I've got, you know, three five star Google reviews in the last, you know, three days. And so now like they're seeing success and it's just really exciting to be able to cheer them on Mm -hmm. and, you know, just watch them build their businesses.
1: So what are some of the most common problems that you see with people when they when they first come to you?
0: Um, I would say the most common question that i see is how to find clients which you know every business if you don't have clients you don't have a business mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's pretty straightforward and so how to find those clients and and i think a lot of people open their open their med spa or open any small brick and mortar business and say like okay i i'm ready come to me mm-hmm. here we are yeah. we're open there's a sign we're ready. And, and then people don't know they exist yet. And so they don't know, like, so trying to get traction once you open and, and figure out how to like draw people into you versus somebody just picking up the phone and calling you. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I gave an example in the group the other day of like, you know, if I, so I needed a haircut last week. Mm. And so I, didn't remember my salons like number so I googled it and then I called them and I made an appointment and that was my like actively seeking them out because I mm-hmm. knew I had a problem that I knew they were gonna solve
1: mm-hmm.
0: my haircut but if I had seen a like Facebook ad for you know like purple purple hair blue hair pink hair like that's kind of a thing right now so if I saw a Facebook ad and I was like oh like, will give you this purple hair and give you a free haircut, you know, if mm-hmm. you come to our salon and then I'd be like, oh, well, I didn't know I need purple hair, but now I do. And now I'm, in. so it was like just kind of hitting people at a different level. Mm-hmm. And so does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure does. Um, we have, we have a local bakery here in town that um, it's a, it's a mother daughter uh, bakery and they sell cinnamon rolls and they started off at a farmer's market and they would make these, these cinnamon rolls at the farmer's market. And then they opened up a brick and mortar place uh, a few months ago. And now they sell about a thousand cinnamon rolls on, on a given Saturday. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's nuts. And they've been contacted by Goldbelly to, to ship them all over the country. Um, it has taken off. They went from, you know, two employees to 25 in the span mm-hmm. of a few months. And so it's, it's amazing. And, and the reason I discovered them was because there was an article that came across on my, you know, social media feed
0: and mm-hmm. I said, oh, well,
1: I'll check that out. And, and, uh, that's the only reason I know about them. I've never had their cinnamon rolls. I mean, I imagine they're very good, but you know, it, it's, that's the, it you know, sounds now delicious. It, it's in my mind now. And mm-hmm. at some point I fully intend to go to that place and, and experience that product. So yeah. You know that and that's that's part of the marketing is, you know, sometimes you're going to hit people at that right spot where it's like, oh, well, yeah, I want that and I want it now or you're at least giving them the option to to know about your product and and they can make that Mm -hmm. decision for themselves.
0: Yeah, your help like when like when you're doing things on Google. And and that's like every small business should have like a Google My Business account. But when you're doing things on Google, like people know they're looking for you. They're either looking for you specifically or they're looking for Botox in, you know, Mankato, Minnesota, where I live. Or they're looking for, you know, med spas in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're reaching people on facebook in in the news feed either with a paid ad or with a um like you know your content on your page mm-hmm. you're reaching people who don't know they need you yet and so you're going to talk to those people in a different way than you would people who are actively seeking you out
1: mhm and there is a big difference there. And I'm still trying to discover that for my own business and how to communicate with, with others. But uh, I, I do want to uh, transition to, you know, you obviously know how to connect with people. And, you know, you you have this shared experience of motherhood with, with a lot of CRNAs out there and, and you have this Facebook group and, and this, this podcast that you're part of, what's it been like starting a podcast and sharing some of those more, maybe more vulnerable experiences with other people?
0: So it's been, it's been a wild ride really. Um, so I joined the Sierra Moms group. So Crystal Albert started it, and I think she's actually going to be, I'll you know, promote her. She's actually, I think, going to be one of your guests here coming up soon. So everybody stay tuned for that one. Yeah. She is um, she's got a fabulous heart, and she just started the group to connect with other like-minded moms because the internet is full of mommy groups and like it's full of mom groups at with people at different levels. And so she wanted to connect with like-minded CRNA moms and the group has grown into something that's actually like beautiful. And I would say sacred for many of the people in the group, because it's, it's a safe place where we can talk about any and everything. And so I, when I found that group, um, you know, I was struggling after having, it was right before I had my first child and, s- mm. or my second baby. And so I was already a mom and then I was struggling with some, like I was having horrible nightmares after having my first, after having my second. Mm. And so um, I reached out to the group and I had over a hundred people uh, reach out back and comment on like how they had similar experiences or you know like just support and and that was amazing and the group was like 3000 people at that point and now it's eight almost eight and a half oh wow so you know like to have a 100 people or 150 people i think it was maybe even closer to 200 actually um after cuz people would comment then like find it in mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. and comment back mm-hmm. but um you know it was just that was like my first experience with this like beautiful community who was truly there to support you and and offer advice like at your level like people ask about you know like the science of something and people are able to respond in you know so like we're all kind of of the same like mindset and and research this similar ways and understand you know like the scientific process and Mm -hmm. so that's been very helpful um so what it's been like connecting. We ended up starting the podcast in the fall of, when was that? It was the fall of 2019. And I actually reached out to Ellen Loletta, who is another CRNA admin and Crystal, and said like, what if we had a CRNA Moms podcast? Like, how cool would that be? We've got so much information in this group. Um, You know, and it's just, there's so many like cool things that we could talk about. Like, what if we just, took some of the like interaction that happened in the comments because things kind of get lost there and put it a voice to it. And um so that's that's ultimately what we did. And we just asked our group what they wanted us to talk about. And they give us ideas and we talk about them and they give us guest suggestions. We actually um just released an episode today with two sRNAs who uh, are graduating and they kind of talked about their journey of motherhood through anesthesia school and um, that was really exciting too and so you know it's been it's been a wild ride you know there's been some kind of surreal moments where I've been you know connecting with different you know, mom's in the Facebook group and somebody will, will post about their, like I saw somebody post that they had a daughter named Hazel and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I have a daughter named Hazel. And then they sent me a message and they were, I was like, that's a great name. I have a kid named Hazel too. And sent me a message and they're like, yeah, I actually heard you say the name on the podcast and, you know, it was on our list, but I just, I love the way it sounded. And so that's kind of how we ended up with it. And I was like, what? Oh,
1: that, is, that is so funny.
0: Like, it was just like, amazing. like, it like, I like wanted to cry. I was like, oh, like that is just the sweetest thing ever. Like, you know, I just, I was not expecting that kind of an answer. I was just like, yeah, we have a kid named Hazel. And they're like, yeah, I know you, you do. Cause I listen to your podcast and I was like, <laughs> oh, huh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. It's, it, you know, and, and that's the thing is you, you never know what kind of an influence you're going to have on, on folks. Um, And you just, you know, when, when you're producing these kinds of, you know, shows and, and whatnot, you, you really just want it to be a positive experience for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, and it's obviously that's what you bring to the table with, with your podcast. So, um, you know, and, and, in going with that positive experience, you, you talked about the, the SRNA scholarship. So what led to that being a thing? Are you, are you guys continuing with that in the future? Or?
0: Yeah. So that is, that is something that I have always dreamed of being able to do. So I've always wanted to start start a scholarship for um in the CRNA community. And so what we did is we've kind we talked about it. We talked about like trying to figure out how to set it. we talked about it for like a year before we actually like I just kind of one day in the, I was sitting in the target parking lot and I went live in our Facebook group and I said, look, I want to start an SRNA mom scholarship who wants to contribute. And people started Venmoing me money and people Venmoed Mm -hmm. me $11,000.
1: Gosh, that's amazing.
0: Uh, Through Facebook. Yeah. And so it was, it was utterly amazing. Um, I, you know, I've always wanted to be able to do this. And so I just reached out to the community And what we did is we had it set up so that it started in September and we set it up through the ANA Foundation. So it's completely like above board. We have no, we have no like input in who they pick for our scholarship, Mm -hmm. but the minimum to start a scholarship through the ANA Foundation was $3,000. So that was our goal was to raise $3,000 for the, and then have a scholarship be for the SRNA mom. And then, like they give away either a three thousand dollar or a five thousand dollar scholarship. So we, um, then once we hit five thousand dollars, it was like, well, let's see what we can do to keep it going. And mm-hmm. then we were able to raise eleven. So we gave away two scholarships: one for an SRNA mom who is a single parent, mm-hmm. and then one for any SRNA mom. And we just sent the money to the A and A Foundation. Yeah and ran it through their scholarship program. So like I said, we have no input on who they pick. And Mm -hmm. all of the money just went straight to the foundation and is given away in the way the foundation gives away all the scholarships.
1: So cool. I I love (laughs) that. That is, I mean, you know, because you think about doing a scholarship and, and having it be, Sustainable, but you know, if you've got a group of eight thousand people, you could say, "Hey, you know, today's the day. Can we chip in two bucks a piece or three bucks Mm -hmm. a piece?" You know, and and not everybody even has to respond, but you can still raise a tremendous amount of money and 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 help somebody who who could really benefit from it. So,
0: yeah. So we kept the scholarship. I just like kept my Venmo account. Like, um, like I'd stopped using it for a two month window when we were raising the money. So the deadline was um, September was December 1st. And so we just threw from like the be- like labor day through Thanksgiving, um, is when we did this and people could Venmo me money mm-hmm. or they PayPal, um, Crystal and Ellen, and then they sent it to me. Um, and then we ended up, yeah, just raising that much money. and. I, I, like I said, our original goal was $3,000 to just be able to meet the minimum. Mm -hmm. And we were able to far exceed that, um, this fall, we're going to do it again. And we're going to just open it up to our community again Mm -hmm. and, you know, see what we can raise in that, you know, two month window and, and how many people can we help? Like this year, it would be great if we could help three, you know?
1: Yeah. Very powerful. I love it. Um, so, you know, we mentioned your kids and your hobby farm and the dogs and everything else. You know, <laughs> the as, chickens. As, Don't forget the chickens. Oh, <laughs> uh, the chickens. Yeah. I mean, as Dr. Seuss would say, life is a great balancing act. So, how yep. do you how do you balance everything? What are what are some of your tips and tricks for success?
0: Oh my gosh. This is where I feel like an imposter, like imposter syndrome, 100% mm-hmm. here, because I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: you should listen. I have a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you haven't heard it, that was one of my oh, first yeah. podcasts. And so uh, I definitely suffer from that as well. But uh, but go on. I, it's-
0: so So, well, I have a very supportive husband and he, so he actually, when we record our podcasts um we do them in the evening and it because ellen crystal and i actually we've never actually met in person and so we've had this podcast since like september of 2019 and we've never actually been in the same state at the same time um wow so we record over different time zones so that tends to be at the kids bedtime is when and then we when we can get our guests on and stuff and so it you know my husband is incredibly supportive incredibly helpful he takes the kids on the podcast nights and you know allows some quiet time to be able to record and then um you know it's it's just kind of i mean utilizing your time and so i you know in I guess I, I would love to say that I have this fabulous morning routine where I like get up and I work out and I, you know, put out some of my content and then I go to work and then I come home and then everything's amazing. And, and it's like, you know, I have, I have a one year old she turns one next week and then a three-year-old and the five-year-old. So, (sighs) I mean, I would, I would love to be able to sleep through the night (laughs) and then get up and have a fabulous morning routine. I've got a teething baby. So, um, but really, I guess. It comes down to priorities and I try really hard to stay out of the like hustle mindsets And so where it's like, hustle, hustle, got to be moving, got to be doing this, got to be sacrificing, got to be sacrificing everything to meet my end goal. Like, it's just no, like I still watch Netflix. I still, you know, not a ton, but, but we do like I, you know, we made it through several shows during COVID and, you know, my husband and I still have our time together and we make that a priority. And it's just about like kind of trying to block off time and using it up, you know, appropriately. And so like, you know, I try to use my, like, so I, we talked earlier before we were recording about how my job has gotten very call heavy recently. So that means that there is some comp time coming. So it's, it's exhausting, but then you also have like a day off where your kids are at daycare. And so then you take that day and you really focus on stuff and you Mm -hmm. block that and you really focus on, you know, like building and, and content and stuff. And so, you know, I guess like, I don't, like I said, I feel like an imposter because I do not do it perfectly and I lose my crap butt once a week and I probably cry more often than I should, but it's, it's, i mean honest and it's true. Like it's, it's not easy to do and i would be lying if i said oh yeah it's great i just built everything in an hour a day and i just it's all perfect and you know I'll, no it doesn't happen that way and you have to be able to find a balance that's sustainable and so that's what i'm working on now is more like time blocking goal setting taking like your big task that you need to accomplish in a day and really tackling that first breaking it into mm-hmm. smaller pieces you know trying to not like I heard a quote recently that was like people can people tend to completely overestimate the amount they can accomplish in a year, and people tend to underestimate the amount they can accomplish in five years. Mm-hmm. So people, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this year and I'm just gonna hustle, 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 hustle and get it done, and and we're just gonna grow, grow, grow. And then when it doesn't happen, people get discouraged. But if you have a sustainable um, way of you know, using your time that doesn't feel hustly and graspy and, you know, got to do this, got to do that, got to do this. No, I can't do that. I need to sacrifice our vacation. I need to sacrifice this time with me. I need to, I need to sacrifice this stuff now so that I can build to this point later. It's like, I'm okay not sacrificing those things because that's what's important to me and finding a way to utilize my time effectively in the time that I have available. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I, I think everybody should rewind about three minutes and listen to that <laughs> whole chunk again. I, I think that's just fantastic because it's, I, I love the honesty and I mean, I seriously have stopped listening to certain podcasts because it's all about hustle, hustle, hustle. And and you gotta be grinding, you gotta be going, you gotta be moving, you gotta be doing. And it's like, no, I do have other things in my life that make me happy that that do not revolve around my business or or getting something accomplished or, or whatever, you know. And and I feel like you it's have to It's okay to, make to time enjoy the journey. Yeah. You know,
0: it's okay to enjoy the journey. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be miserable.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. So um th- this has been such a, a wonderful conversation and I really appreciate your time today Lacey. Uh, how can folks get a hold of you?
0: So um if people are interested in our podcast we would love to have you come find us on Apple Podcasts. Um it's called Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. If you are a CRNA mom or an SRNA mom, um please join our Facebook group CRNA Moms on Facebook. And sorry, Bobby, <laughs> we've got we've got a few people who really want to be in our group who are not CRNA moms. And, <laughs> uh, you
1: know, I, I I'm used to it by now. Uh, it's OK. Oh, I, hey, so, you know, and, and there's a certain part of that that I can't connect with. You know, um, I'm I'm not the the default parent. I know full well that my wife is the default parent. And I mean, I can be sitting right next to my kid and my wife's in another room and they're yelling for her and it's like i'm i'm right here i'm a parent that's capable of helping you and it, it i don't know how to change it. it there's just nothing i can do but there's a certain responsibility that mothers have that that dads can't connect with
0: my um my kids do that too but they kind of do it with whichever parent isn't there so <laughs> So if I'm sitting there, daddy, and then Mm -hmm. if my husband's sitting there, mommy, you know, so, you know, they kind of just do it with whoever's not in the room, which is convenient for everyone Mm -hmm. involved. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) so we've got the podcast, scrub caps and sippy cups. If you're a CRNA mom, SRNA mom, we'd love to have you join us in the CRNA mom Facebook group. And then you can find me on Instagram at Ms. Ms. Lacey Lee. So that's M-S-L-A-C-I-L-E-A. And then I'm on Facebook as well at Lacey Lee. Um, That's my name on Facebook. So... Love to connect with anybody who's interested. And oh, if you're um, a med spa owner who's listening to this and would like some marketing strategies and uh, systems, feel free to join the um, med spa marketing group. And that you can find us um, on Facebook at med If you just type that in your browser bar, and it'll take you straight to the group.
1: All right. And we'll have all that in the show notes for, for anybody who is. Interested, and that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Lacey, thank you again so much for being here.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me, and I love this podcast. I love what you're doing for the CRNA community, Bobby. So I wish you the best of luck.
1: Thank you so much. I loved how Lacey wasn't afraid to get real. Here, we see so many dualities everywhere that we look, and one of the biggest ones I feel as a business owner is that you always have to be pushing and grinding and hustling and striving toward that next goal, or you're just completely lazy. And suppose the gurus out there will tell you that, you know, well, if you're not getting your goals, then you just don't want it badly enough. You're not willing to make these sacrifices of all of these other things in order to get that goal. And, you know, that's caused me to be completely guilty of beating myself up because, you know, I'll hit a certain point in the evenings and, you know, my kids are in bed. I could go and and work on something for the business, But instead, I choose to veg a little bit. You know, I'll watch a show on Netflix or I'll play a game on my phone. And, you know, I I truly appreciate how Lacey has found a comfortable middle ground for herself and that she was honest about these emotions that she goes through along that journey. And if we're being honest, you know, building a business and let's just say building a life is not for the faint of heart. It is all a journey. And aren't we supposed to enjoy that part, too? If you make it all about the destination, then you're never really going to be satisfied. So finding that balance is what it's really all about. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank everybody out there for listening. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They're dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment, and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.